It is the one, the only Cooper Mays, the Vol Report, brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com. Over 50 years, that's right, 50 years in HVAC and integrity matters. They built that reputation. It is important. Cooper, how are you, sir? I'm great. I'm great. Cannot complain at all. We're, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. I'm doing well. We're going to talk some Cooper today and uh, to talk about how uh, he first started seeing that he was uh, going to be a darn good football player and more. But uh, first, right before we were bouncing on, we saw Byron Young run a four-five-one forty. Uh, I was surprised. You weren't that surprised. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are, are going to be surprised by that number. I'm, I'm not because I've, I've been around him, so that, that's you know I know what he's capable of. But he's he's definitely probably one of the the best athletes I've ever been around. Just purely athleticism and size and everything. He's he's a pretty special human, for sure. Yeah, great story, too, about how he got to this point. But also, I think one of the things that gets overlooked with Josh Heupel, and I was, was talking about this to somebody earlier today, is the player improvement from one year to another. Everybody wants to talk about his offense and recruiting and what he's been able to do, but Really, the player development, I think, gets overlooked a little bit. I think so, too. I think the biggest thing with that is, you know, I was just in the facility, you know, 30 minutes ago, and it's 5 o'clock in the day or whatever, and, and kids are just out there hanging out, or players, you know, I call them kids. You know, my friends, players are out there are just hanging out, getting extra work on the field, and this is just, you know, this is an everyday thing where, you know, people just love – being around the, the facility and getting extra work, you know, that's, that's the difference, you know, from a good team and a bad team, in my opinion is, you know, if you're, if you're a bad team, you're probably looking at it as like punishment or like an obligation. And like you, I have to do this. And as soon as you get done with your required stuff, you get out, you know, cause you're, you don't want to be in there anymore, but you know, when, when you're winning and you're a, a successful team and, you know, you kind of yearn for more, for more progress and, and, you know, it, it feels good when you put the work in. How quickly does that settle in with the incoming players, be it transfers or freshmen? I'd say pretty quick. You know, everybody wants to fit in at the end of the day. You know, we're social creatures. And, and you know, people people want to be like their friends. So, you know, if your friends are out there working every, you know, every day at 5 p.m. and, you know, you're probably going to feel like a, you know, piece of crap if you don't go out there every day. <laughs> If all your friends and all the all your teammates are out there working every day, then then you know you should you should want to be out there with them. That's right. That's absolutely right. All right, Cooper. I want to talk about you, just uh, just Cooper for a bit. And uh, the off season gives us an opportunity to kind of explore your your journey through football. And I'm curious when when the first time. Obviously, your dad played, your brother played, but when was the first time that you thought to yourself, I, I can be pretty good at this i'd say i, I didn't even really like have a, a time where it it registered i'd say you know i've always been usually whatever i did i was kind of pretty good at especially when i was younger and you know when you get older things get a little bit different you know you find out some stuff you're bad at or whatever but you know when i was young everything kind of really came easy to me for the most part and Football was in that that kind of thing. So, you know, I played football, basketball, and baseball growing up like most people. And uh, I was really good at baseball, really good at football. And, you know, basketball wasn't my thing. I'll say that. Basketball <laughs> wasn't my thing. But, um, 
you know, I always get, used to get really anxious when we would play baseball. You know, our dad was really tough on us growing up. So baseball, you know, it's hard to control what you're doing. You know, sometimes, you know, even the best hitters in the game are only hitting about 300, you know, 350. So, you know, like 35% of your at-bats, you're getting a hit, basically, if it boils down to that. So, I don't know. It's it's It was really controllable for me in football. Like, I always knew I was going to have a good game. I always knew that I was going to do good, and, and there was no anxiety in it for me. So, I, I always liked football more, and I always kind of excelled at it. So. so, you were more anxious playing baseball than having 300-pound men running at you? Basically, yeah. Well, these were 300 pound men when I was in fifth grade, but that's true. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, big boys. Um, no, yeah, for for sure. Baseball is just some days it's hit and miss, you know, it just doesn't go your way and you aren't swinging the bat the way you want to. So, you know, some days you suck and some days you're great and you don't really know which day it's going to be driving in. So that's 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 probably what I looked at at baseball. What position did you play in the field? Third base, bat third fourth. base, yeah, third base, bat of fourth. Okay, so sometimes they just put the big guy at catcher because that's the easy thing to do. They didn't do that with you? Yeah, I'd say either catcher, first base, or third base. My my brother was the first baseman, so that was – I don't know. I always, I always like third, personally. I don't know. I was a big uh, – I don't know who the guy was, but he played for the Mets. Really, like, legendary third baseman. I don't know who his name is now, but kind of looked up to him. It'll come to me momentarily. As, as far as – you know, we haven't talked a lot about your, your brother, Cade, and – if you can kind of describe that relationship for me, was there much of a rivalry at all being close in age or how would you describe it? I would, I wouldn't describe me and Cade's relationship as a rivalry. No, we didn't, we didn't always get along, you know, at, at a lot of times in our growing up. Um, our mom wouldn't let us like a lot of people, you know, they want to know if like, were y'all just fighting all the time, just fist fights in the middle of the, living room and I'm like no no not really our mom didn't our mom didn't let us fight you know she was not she was not going to let that happen and that's just kind of I don't know if that's right or wrong or whatever but that's how she had it and she was not going to have us fighting so that was that but me and Cade are are really different people you know um, a lot of people think probably surface level we're, we're a lot more similar now but growing up me and Cade were like starch like opposites like like black and white. So that was that. He he was he was a little bit more rowdy and rambunctious and I was, you know, real reserved and laid back. And that was kind of I was more like my mom and he's more like my dad. So we 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 didn't really see eye to eye and a lot of the things he did really just rubbed me the wrong way, especially when we were growing up. But I think he's calmed down a lot more now and I came out of my shell a lot more now. And I think it's kind of made it a lot better. He also went to Georgia for two years. So Two years of my life, I was kind of um, – that was kind of when we got the closest, I think, which is weird because, like, somebody had to leave for college for us to get close. But it, it eliminates all the times and opportunities for, for, like, bad stuff to happen between you two. Like, when me and Kay would talk, it would be, you know, a lot more sparingly than what it was when we were in high school. So when, uh, when we would talk, there would, you know, only be good things said and we would just be happy to be talking to each other. So that changed the dynamic of our relationship a lot. And I think that kind of carried over into where we are now. That's, that's pretty neat. So when opportunity presented itself for him to come back to East Tennessee and, and play for Tennessee, what was your immediate reaction? I was, I was super happy. You know, I was more happy, not that he was coming to play with me, but more that Cave was happy you know, that he was going to be at a place where 
you know, he felt more full and probably wholesome in his life. So um, he was with his family and, and that's a, that's a great place to be. So I was, I was really happy for him and happy for what kind of we had ahead for us. I had somebody tell me one time, sometimes you can learn what not to do from somebody as much as you can learn what to do from somebody. Is there anything in particular you talk about? He was a little bit more rambunctious that you said, I'm not going to do that just because I saw what happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't really, I don't know if I can pinpoint any, any one of them. You don't have to, you don't have to, yeah, but Kate there, I mean, there, I'm, like any second child, you know, the first child makes all the mistakes. And then me, I was the baby and the second child and I'm more like my mom. So like, you know, I was her baby the whole time. So I, I was, I was, you know, very cautious of doing things that like, I don't know, my, my biggest thing growing up was like, I didn't want to cause my parents any like stress, like added stress. You know, I knew they had a lot going on. Everybody's parents have a lot going on. It's life's hard. So I really wasn't trying to put any extra weight on, on my parents' shoulders. And, and that's really, that's, that's all I was focused on. Gracious. Can you talk to my kids for a little bit? Maybe pass along that message. Uh, send them, send them the link, man. Send them the, <laughs> on the, on the fast forward to about nine minutes. I'll do it. He's Cooper Mays. I'm Dave Hooker. The Vol Report brought to you by city heating and air conditioning, city heat and air.com. 50 years of experience. Integrity matters. And that HVAC unit goes down. You need to know if you just need a part or Freon or it needs to be replaced, and they'll be able to tell you that. Oh, I wonder, too, somebody you didn't want to cause your parents any stress. Well, aside from building a house or going through a divorce or something like that, I would think recruiting has to be one of the most stressful things to go through for a family. I covered it for a long time, and I saw it firsthand with people. How difficult was that for you and Cade going through back-to-back recruiting cycles that seems really difficult um it was it it can be very difficult for a lot of kids I my family kind of didn't I don't know we we're a lot different than a lot of folks so like we don't really feed into the recruiting and stuff like me and Cade like I'm pretty sure when Cade got recruited like there was only like a couple schools that he really actually talked to like maybe like however many schools offered him or whatever but maybe there was like 20 but he really only talked seriously to like four or five maybe you know for the better part of his recruitment he obviously was dead set on Tennessee and it it took a lot you know that took place to get him away from that but he felt so much was uncertain about what was going on at Tennessee during the time that he was planning to go here so that that changed things but for the most part mine and cage recruitment was was very simple and easy you know we kept it very low-key and very you know not busy you know there I think a lot of what kids do nowadays is they talk to everybody and think everybody like let everybody think that they have a chance that wasn't ever me or Cade you know so I, I only had like two or three schools that I really that got my time and attention well, you talk about two or three schools. Obviously, Tennessee was one of them. That's where you ended up. But there was still uncertainty there. What was uh, – I don't know if it's uncertainty is the right word. It turned out to be uncertainty, I guess. But what was if you what was the deciding factor and why it was, was Tennessee? The biggest thing that, that, you know, resonated with me coming from Pruitt's staff was the fact that he, he was a Cooper Mays fan from day one to the last day. You know what I'm saying? So – 
it's, it's there's recruiting is tough. There's a lot of moving parts to it. You know, I was a small lineman and, and I was waiting to put on weight, which I understand a lot of people were probably scared for that reason. But, you know, I, there were some teams that pulled off and then they realized that, Oh crap, like he gained all the weight and he's still playing really good ball and he's still moving very athletically. Like, and then teams were like, Oh shoot, let's get back in on it. But Pruitt was there from, from the day he got to Knoxville even when Cade said no to Pruitt and, and, you know, went down to Georgia, that never changed one thing about Pruitt's mind and Pruitt wanted me as a football player. So that was big for me. Also, he told me I could play defense, which was cool too. So that was that. He, he basically told me, he was like, man, you can play tight end, you know, fullback, O-line, you know, D-line, D-end, linebacker. I don't care where you play, but you know, you're a, you're a football player and I want you on my team. So that, you know, a guy like me, I'm like, count me in. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I was, I was, I was bought in from that point. Yeah. You're taking snaps before you know it. How long before you showed up on campus, did you realize that you weren't going to play five positions? Oh, man, well, I, played, well, I didn't, re- I realized I wasn't going to play five, but I shortly realized that I was going to play two. So that was that or really three, I guess I played fullback tight end and, uh, and center throughout my freshman year got got a start at tight end I think and then got a start got a couple starts at center so that I mean that's a lot and then a lot of earlier earlier games in the season my freshman year I had like significant roles in games as a tight end I think Mizzou I played like 25 30 plays and that that's that's that was pretty cool because me and Kate both kind of had the same experience because Kate had Cheney at Georgia and Cade probably wasn't – he wasn't good enough to be in the starting five, but but Cheney was like, this guy's a dang good football player. You know, we need to use him. He, we have to have – there's got to be a spot for Cade on the field. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what Cheney's mind, mind process was. And he was like, let's put him at fullback and short yardage, tight end and short yardage, stuff like that. And, you know, when I got there, he basically – Cheney sat me down and told me, he said, you know, dude, you're going to be a dang good center, but I don't think that's your spot on this team right now. So – Let's. I want to work you at tight end, and you're going to still play center, but I want to work you as our heavy tight end. So that was like my spot on Tennessee's team my freshman year. And then uh, I think BK was out for like a two – Brandon Kennedy was the starting center at that point. I think he was out for a week or two, and, you know, I took over for those two weeks and got a couple starts and got really good experience. So it, it my freshman year, it was really hard. It was, you know – it was COVID. We didn't have a good team. And, and I was taking a, a crap ton of reps at practice because, you know, we had really, you know, a veteran center in BK and I was taking all the good on good reps and everything. So it, it was it was trial by fire. But, you know, it, it, it worked, you know. No, it definitely worked out. And I think it speaks to your athleticism uh, as well, that you're able to play those different positions being as, as big as you are. When you watch you and Cade on film. Do you see similarities other than a couple of Caucasian big guys? Man, I mean, there's, there's, you know, the, the little subtle similarities. Yeah. You know? But I think the biggest thing, funny enough, I used to watch my dad's college film back in the day, and he played left guard, and I also played left guard in high school. So when I was in high school, I would watch my dad's games. Not to like learn and like critique his film or anything, but I, I just wanted to watch. Like you know, I was just interest, interested in it. So, and I honestly, I, I I saw like so. It was like watching myself in a bigger body out there. It was weird. It was crazy. Your dad has um, 
I think a, a really good grasp of of how football fits into life. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's awesome beating Alabama and Florida, but there is a bigger picture out there. I wonder because I knew him way back then. Did did you learn some of that from him? You think? As far as the perspective kind of thing on my perspective is exactly the word I was looking for. Yes, man, I, I would say, I would say, yeah, a little bit, but I, I'd say more from my mom. And I could probably say that, you know, my mom was probably one of the ones that taught him that too. Um, my mom's really a really solid woman and she's very strong in her faith. So it's, you know, the stuff that matters to, to, you know, the world and, and, you know, to a lot of people, don't really resonate with Melinda. You know, Melinda's focused on where she's going in the end and and how we're living right now. So she always lets you know, you know, where our blessings are from and, and, you know, to keep the main things and the priorities, the main thing. So she's, she's awesome, but she's, she's who we get our, our perspective from. And you've, you've used the term before I am where my feet are. How would you describe your, your mom to somebody that's never met her? Um, Man, I she's it's, gonna be tearing up watching this. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. You said she is. Yes, she's gonna be tearing yeah, up watching. This. Yeah, she definitely will. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to explain because you kind of have to be around her. But I've told her this before. Like me and it's so weird because my friends all have the same view of her as as I do, which is like it's that's the funniest thing because a lot of people talk about you know I couldn't have had a better mom. I couldn't like everybody says that. But like, let's be real. Like, some people are just saying that because it's their mom. Like, that's just truly like the the fact of the day. Like, you're you're saying that because it's your mom. You don't actually believe she is truly like the the best mom possible. But like, it, like I I truly believe that my mom is like the best mom ever. Like, she she's super strong in her faith. She she always does what she thinks right, and she stands on it. You know, ten toes down. So that's the biggest thing. But another thing is she just got like a a vibe, like an aura, like a, it's like angelic. And like anybody, anybody that's been around her feels it and knows it. Like my friends all tell me like, there's like, it's so weird. Like your mom, like there's something special about your mom, how, how she just like, it's just the vibe, the aura she puts out. Like she's just very comforting and I don't know. It's weird. Don't know how to explain it. So I don't really know how to keep trying to explain it. That works for me. We need to have her on for mother's day. Yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. For sure. We can, we can go ahead and get the graphic fixed. Does she have a Twitter handle? No, she doesn't. She doesn't do social media. Really. <laughs> gotcha. He is uh, Cooper Mays. I'm Dave Hooker. The Vol Report with Coop brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. Admittedly, a mama's boy. Would you go that far? Say that, Coop? Yeah, for sure. For sure. No doubt about it. The Vol Report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, a production of Off Dog Sports.